Hello, hello, hello. Wait. What? Damn thing. Wait, is it? I think I go. Wait, huh? Hello, everyone. Whoa. No, I do the hello. Hello, hello. I should probably redo this, but we're going to leave this confusion in. Hello. 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 Hi. 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 Oh, wait, there's highs in there, too. Shit. How do I start this show? It's only been... I'm recording. I've recorded the last episode on the Monday it came out. Wait. <laughs> no, wait. This, the show comes out on Tuesdays and Fridays, not Mondays and Fridays. Right? No, I recorded it. Yeah, I recorded it Tuesday morning because my mom was visiting and everything got out of whack. It's Thursday. It's Thursday evening, early evening. So I'm I'm ahead of the, the game. But apparently my mind's not caught up. Hi. 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 Hi, hi. You heard so many different inflections there. So many different degrees of my voice. Tonally. What's 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 the normal one? You don't know. Because I do have my radio voice. Which I like to make more upbeat. Because if I were to talk normal... <laughs> You'd fucking die of boredom in two seconds with that unenthusiasm I have going for me. That's really kind of like that. Hi, 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 though. Hi, hi. I am, of course, your host, Marcus Nez. <laughs> what? What is it taking me two minutes to get, just get to that part? Jesus. This is going to be this is gonna be an episode. How you doing? Hmm? Hmm? I hope you're doing well, everyone. I've got a, a fair amount of games to talk about, including Ravenlock, Revita, which may or may not be how you pronounce that game. R-E-V-I-T-A. You could call it Re-Vita. It's a, an attempt to do the Vita all over again. This time, good. Except the, the last time was good. It just didn't do well enough here in the States. And maybe in Europe. I don't know. After Image, that's the other game. And Space Gladiators, and thank you, neighbor, for mowing your lawn. Hopefully that does not come in through the audio. What a perfect time to start mowing your damn lawn. Right by my window. Son of a biscuit. Anywho, I am Marcus Nez. Those are the games we'll be talking about. But that's not it. I have talked about this in the Discord. I'm in a weird place. I'm in a weird place where I think I've been burnt out on a video game podcast. Holy crap. Oh, Jesus. Are you mowing right outside my window, buddy? What are you doing? What are you doing this for? Why are you doing this to me? There are so many reasons why I should start this episode over, but I just don't care enough. Oh, my God. My window's not open either. It should be. It's, it's kind of nice, huh? But I'm in a weird place where I'm kind of burnt out on video game podcasts as a whole. All of the Redfall discourse has really beaten me into the ground with the only one not. And and it's I guess it is because they weren't super shitting on it and jumping to conclusions and assumptions left and right. But the No Clip podcast. They were not as down on it. They looked at it as... I forget the, the, the one guy's name. But as an okay time. And maybe it's because they didn't go into it with the highest of expectations. And they're looking at, at, uh, or looking at it as a Game Pass game. Not something they paid $70 for. Which they all said and agreed that if that were the case... They'd feel very differently. But all of the the Redfall discourse may have been the tipping point. I'm sure it's not just that. And I was already leaning this way. But I feel incredibly exhausted by all of it. And it makes me feel somewhat... I feel hypocritical... In general, if I were to stop listening to video game podcasts because I'm still making one, 
And how can I be burnt out on something I'm making myself, choosing to not engage with any other iterations, versions of it? That seems wrong. Maybe I'm overthinking that. And in many cases, a lot of people try not to dive too deep in what they are doing themselves because they're already so deep in it themselves that they want to seek recreation in outside hobbies and fields, etc. But man, I am just... The tipping point for me with all the Redfall stuff was Rebel FM, where he was talking, uh, where he, in this case, Arthur Geese, was talking about feeling like it was a bait and switch. And maybe what I saw of the game, I feel like it, it is what it was going to be. The bugs and that kind of stuff, the the technical issues notwithstanding. But in terms of the structure of the game and what kind of game it it is, none, none of that surprises me. It, it's the game I thought it was going to be. And all of the people saying, there's no way, there's just no way Arcane could make a game like this acting as if it, it just continued. I know I complained about this earlier, but there are so many people acting like Arcane is this infallible, perfect studio who is just incapable of doing anything even remotely subpar. And I don't, I don't buy that argument no one is perfect you can you can throw out a lot of things in this too and how there were other people whose hands were in the the pot doing the real work but prior to the prequel trilogy i'm sure a lot of people would have looked at anything george lucas was going to make and i think that's how they felt going in the to the prequels before watching them Thinking, there's no way, there's no way these prequels could be bad, right? I mean, George Lucas, Star Wars, Indiana Jones. I like how, how could this go wrong? He's he's had his hand in two of the most beloved trilogies of all time, and especially even more so in the geek space. Especially Star Wars. But then the prequels happen. So, there's that. But it's just... It's it's so exhausting. And I, I don't think that Arcane is entirely at fault here. It is clear that Redfall was mishandled on... All fronts, from Arcane to Bethesda to Microsoft, it was just an absolute mess. But the people trying to put all of the blame on Microsoft, or most of it, and then a little bit on Bethesda, or just them? No, no. There's no way. Arcane is responsible for this as well. In whatever ways they are, they're all responsible. And people looking at it thinking there's no way they would ever want to make a game like this. I don't know the exact numbers, but I don't feel like, based on my memory, as critically well-received as their past games were, and as well-received by the people who played them as they were, I don't think any of their games sold super well. And so trying to go after something, uh, a genre that has been shown to be more successful, trying to make things a bit more casual, a bit more 
gamer-friendly, user-friendly, it's understandable. And, and trying to do a, a open world, do a whole Far Cry thing or a Destiny thing. I, I, I can see that desire. But this is their first foray into that space. Just, uh, I'm just exhausted. I'm exhausted by all that. I'm exhausted. There were, there were some, the ga even GameScoop. People making it sound like this is the fucking end of the world. God, I, I it's kind of why I'm just sick of listening. I mean, I can be, I, I'm a negative person a lot. I feel like even I couldn't take it any longer. But yeah, that's that's just me. Doesn't help that Star Wars has beaten me in the ground. Finished Andor. Really good show. Watched Rogue One today. That is a bad movie. It is a bad movie because it doesn't do what Andor does so well, which is character development. There is zero, zero. There's potentially negative character development in uh, Rogue One. The, the character development is as in-depth as, hey, y'all like Donnie Yen, right? Wouldn't it be cool if he's blind in this, but still kicked ass, and he's blind, and he's always going on about the Force, and then he gets to have this really great moment at the end where he's talking about the Force and walking. He's blind, so he can't see what's going on, and he doesn't get hit by any of the bullets, and he does the thing, and then everyone's like, oh, look at the fucking blind dude. Maybe he really is one with the Force. But then he gets killed because, of course, these people are all going to die. You don't know any of these people didn't exist before. What the fuck? All right. Great. Congratulations. Rogue One would have been such an incredible season two or season three. Timeline-wise, I don't know where it falls because they don't do fucking shit in Rogue One to make anything clear. So... Maybe it would have been a better season three, season four, whatever season it has to be. It would have made an incredible season than the movie it ended up being. Andor, Andor is something I will and have to rewatch at some point because my mind was not in the right place to truly and fully appreciate it. I liked it. It was undoubtedly incredibly well done. But I could never get fully into it. It was as if I was constantly distancing myself from it for whatever reason. Potentially because, again, the prequels and Solo and Obi-Wan. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven uppercutted me in the fucking face, stomach, and nutsack. But I think timeline-wise now, I get to watch the original trilogy, which should be fun. I feel like since the last time I watched it, I've grown way more fond of Harrison Ford in general. And therefore, I may like Han, like Solo more than I remember liking him because... Spoilers, don't don't hurt me. I was never the biggest fan of the original trilogy. And I think it's because I came to them much later in life. I was definitely at least a teenager. But I don't know exactly what age. I, I may have watched them when I was a kid and didn't remember them they didn't make an impact with the one time I watched them but yeah I'm excited to rewatch those though I'm excited and I can't wait to get to the new I, I'm curious how episode 9 is going to sit with me after all of this how, how where it's going to fall in line with everything because I, I I get the feeling that as much as I have issues with that movie because it is a bad movie 
I am still going to enjoy it more than a good chunk of the other ones in the series. Solely because I really, really, really like Kylo Ren. And he's in it. Maybe he's not going to have... Or the, the, the way storylines play out, not the best. But I still get to have some of them. So there's that. And when I was thinking about why the new trilogy sits better with me than a good chunk of the rest of Star Wars is because in so much of what's come before, I never really had any character I cared all that much about. That's why Mandalorian works uh, well for me. I like the setting and the overall vibe, but also the Mandalorian is a character I like a lot. I, I love Kylo Ren. I love Kylo Ren. Yes, I love Adam Driver. That maybe plays a, a part in it, but I also think he's, he's a fun shade of gray antagonist. Protagonist. Ragtagonist. Oh. That, that's, that's mainly what I've been watching. Other stuff too, but whatever. Who cares? Almost done with Trigon. Trigon? Trigon Stampede. Got one episode left of that. Wish I was in a place where I could bring back on Amazing Lebaka. Because man, oh man, do I love that show. I am very curious. And I kind of want to go back and rewatch the original series. Because there's so much about this that it could just be that it's been quite a few years since I've watched Trigon. But a lot of this is, it feels fresh. It could, it could be that, I don't, we'll find out. But it's very, very good and it looks great. Voice acting is great. Music is just fantastic. Fan, fantastic. I will most likely give it a 10 out of 10. Boom. But I think it's time to get on what I've been playing. Enough of all that jazz. Starting with Ravenlock. Ravenlock, if you remember, and I played all these games on Xbox, got codes for all of them. I always forget to mention that because I feel like it's it's pretty much a given. If I'm talking about a game here on the podcast, I'm more than likely... 99% of the time it's because I got a code for it otherwise it would be something I, I'm saving for attack the backlog in, in most cases but Ravenlock if you remember was shown off one of the showcases I think it was the Xbox showcase but I'm not entirely sure because this is a, I'm pretty sure it's a game pass game I believe it is I want to check that for y'all yeah, search Google for Ravenlock. That is, in fact, what I want you to do. I don't care about an Epic yay, uh, PC Game Pass. So if it's on PC Game Pass, definitely on Xbox Game Pass. So this is a 3D action adventure game where you play a young girl who gets sucked into a fantasy world through a mirror in the barn on her new home in the country, being the city girl she is. So... It is 100% Alice in Wonderland. And it has an incredibly beautiful voxel aesthetic. Don't think chunky voxels like Minecraft or Clone Drone in the Danger Zone or 3D Dot Game Heroes. Much smaller, detailed voxels. But it looks incredible. It's a beautiful, beautiful game dripping, overflowing with color that varies from screen to screen, area to area. It looks fantastic, and it runs well. That is what drew me in, why I was interested in the game, why I think the majority of people were drawn to the game. You just look at a screenshot 
uh, trailer, and it immediately catches your eye and makes you want to see what is next. What, what what's in the next room? What's in the next area? What is the next enemy design going to look like? And it succeeds incredibly well there. But the game itself is uh, a bit on the stupid easy side. And while there are difficulty options, you have easy, normal, and hard, all that does is change the... Uh, or it increases the HP of the enemies you're fighting. It doesn't make them smarter, doesn't change your attack patterns, doesn't make them any smarter or challenging, just means it takes a few more hits to kill them. So it doesn't fix the problem that plagues the gameplay, which is its inherent simplicity, and the fact that this game, Ravenlock, is more hack and slashy than any game I've played in the last five, ten years, you are just mashing the shit out of the A button, and that is all you're doing. You attack so fast, and your attacks will cancel the attack of enemies that all you have to do is fucking mash the shit out of that button, and they can't do anything, and you just kill them. It doesn't matter how many uh, hit points they have. You're going to fucking kill them all because you just mash it. So there's no point in playing on hard. Don't make the game more tedious for yourself. Just keep it on easy and fucking mash away. It, it's so boring because it's mindless, requiring no thought, no challenge. Bosses, while visually varying degrees of spectacular have pretty whatever attack it, it pains me that the game from an action standpoint is so fucking basic that it's beyond basic and maybe it's a great game for kids though there could be some dark imagery I, I, I didn't really run into anything too dark but I could see it surprising you with some darkness, maybe. But there's no challenge. There's no thought that is required when playing the game. The writing, too, is not great. With a lot of on-the-nose reiterating what you're seeing on screen or what you're doing. There's no value to a lot of what is being said or read or any of that, which is a shame because with, with visuals like the visuals that are in Ravenlock that are full of charm and personality and give it a very distinct look, and make it stand out a story with writing on that same level probably could have made up for the mindless gameplay because you would have just enjoyed being in the world and taking in the story and all these various characters but the writing and all that does not match the world that you're in and as far as gameplay goes, you, you have your basic attack and that's all you need to be concerned about. And then a dash, which you can spam the shit out of too. So when you're fighting a boss who will have attacks that you can't cancel out because they're, they're just super big and they ain't going to fucking take that from you. You can avoid all of them incredibly easily because you just... Dash, 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 You're just fucking dashing all over the goddamn place. And it feels good. The dashing feels great. The attacking does not, because the attacking, the hack and slashy nature of it, which is more mindless than any beat-em-up you've ever played, it is... I cannot think of a game as mindless as Ravenlock that I've played in recent memory. 
But my main thought while playing the game and every time I was in a battle or just attacking an enemy in the open was how much damage am I doing to my controller playing this game? Because I probably, in the hour and a half, two hours I put into the game, which felt like I made a decent, decent progress in it, but in that time, I definitely pressed the A button over 10,000 times. I had to have. There's no way I had, I did not mash it fucking 10,000 plus times, which is insane. But that is the game. Mash, 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 mash. Ravenlock, more like mash and lock. That fucking sucked. God, see the game even stripped me of my ability to make good jokes. And my ability to make good jokes is very low. So it just destroyed it. But it's on Game Pass, so if you have an Xbox, might as well check it out. The mindless nature of the gameplay may not be an issue for you. And, and even if it is, the visuals may be enough to make you check it out. And again, I don't think it's going to be super... I don't. My impression is it's not going to be a super long game. And if you're playing on easy and the easy nature of the game in general, the simplicity of it all, the mindless nature of it all, if you just want to go through it and appreciate the visuals which are beautiful you'll have areas that are heavily drowning in blues and purples and pinks and then the next area you go to is full of lush greenery you'll have ones that are just full of all the colors beautiful gardens uh, fall type color it's it's a beautiful beautiful game beautiful it has a long fucking dumbass intro too where you're on your farm helping your mother, helping your dad, going back and forth, doing a bunch of menial tasks that went on way too long with the worst dialogue in the game. The dialogue gets a little bit better when you enter the, the Wonderland, essentially. And it's, it's, is Alice in Wonderland in the public domain? I'm curious about that. Because they don't, they don't say anything outright that it's... Alice in Wonderland, but it's so fucking Alice in Wonderland. You got the bunny who welcomes you. The queen of... She's not a card, I don't think. She's just a queen. But that's who you're trying to defeat. Then you got a giant cat hanging out by the, the trolley. He's not a Cheshire cat, but he's a fucking giant cat still. There's another thing over there. and I No, Tweedledee and Tweedledum are in the game. So I don't know if the rest of the characters are... They must be. If Tweedledee and Tweedledum are literally in the game, then everything else has to be... It is. It has to be public domain. That's some old-ass shit. But that's Ravenlock. Game Pass, so... If you're on Xbox again and you have Game Pass, the only thing you'd be losing out by trying it is your time and i i don't think it is so bad because of the visuals alone i think it is something that even if you did not like the gameplay etc you'd at least appreciate the visuals and and feel like you didn't waste your time because of that so it is worth checking out if nothing else it, you know revita though is a roguelite the rest of these games are no after image is a, a natural advantage Revita is a, a roguelite where oh, everything's blending together. But Revita, Revita. Let me just look it up. Because the, the, the main thing I remember about Revita is the control scheme. The whole structure of it is climbing this tower that is in this... Uh, you start off in a train station and the gameplay, is, it's 2D. With pixel art, looks pretty all right. And the way it controls is a, as a twin stick shooter. But the way the, the default controls are not to my liking. I'm trying to remember because I did change them, even though I said, today leave. We, we highly encourage you to leave these controls alone because this is the way it's meant to be played. 
just fucking deal with it. They, they didn't say that. They're not mean. But uh, you're you're shooting. You're 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 moving with the left analog stick. You're aiming with the right analog stick. You shoot with the right trigger. Then the right bumper. I think the right bumper was was it jump, and the left. The left trigger was dash, or was the left bumper jump, and the right bumper was... All I know is I turned on... I, I eventually... I could not stand the controls. They bugged me because the way in which it was is it made jumping and dashing feel more cumbersome than I wanted to be because you really need to navigate these spaces to avoid enemies and be as safe as you can. So I eventually went to the, the controls. I turned on the setting that made bullets auto fire whenever you just aim in a direction because I did not want to worry about having to, to press a button for that. And then I at first put the jump on the right trigger and left the dash to the left trigger. And then I switched those around so I had left uh, or jump on the left trigger dash on the right trigger uh, bullets firing auto where, wherever you aim and that worked about as well as I could find but it still did not feel that great and then your face buttons are tied to various abilities or healing the d-pad I don't even remember what the d-pad was used for the controls are just very very clunky and you're traversing this space. They give you a warning at the, the start of the game, too, that says there's some heavy emotional stuff in this game, like suicide, abuse, I think, and some other stuff. So, so you, you, you may have difficulty with some of the subject matter in this game. The story that I got in the few hours I played... I didn't I did not notice it either just fucking went in one ear and out the other but as someone who is I'm more sensitive to some of that stuff and it is something that I do find hard to deal with depending on how it's handled I don't remember a single thing that was anywhere near that kind of emotional weight the story that was given to me was very basic there just to introduce new systems or mechanics, whatever. Nothing of any kind of substance. Maybe that'll come to later down the line. But the game itself... I'm remembering more of it more as I think about my time with it. It's very slow. Which I think you can, there are, there are, unless I'm confused with a different game, I'm pretty sure there are accessibility options that can increase the game's speed. However, I felt weird about changing that in order to make the game better. Even though that can we consider an accessibility option in the same way that I turn on lock-on in Uncharted games when they introduce that to make them better games because the shooting in them sucks and therefore lock-on makes them way more enjoyable because it makes the shooting not suck. It doesn't make the shooting super fun because it takes away a lot of challenge but it at least makes it not suck. So... It's, it's a lot better. But I didn't want to do that here. For whatever weird hypocritical reason. I like being a hypocrite this episode. That said. It feels okay. It feels okay. It's, it's a bit dull though. And. All the various abilities I could find. Because it, it works like a very. Traditional roguelite in that. You are. Finding things. During your runs that will enhance your weapons they might give some of your stats various boosts 
or attributes. Maybe they'll come with a negative side effect. And as you're playing more and more, you'll discover new things that'll unlock new things that you'll find during your run and so on and so forth. And based on the menus and, and looking at everything, there, when all is said and done, a shit ton, well over a hundred. I'm, if I remember right, the, the tree alone had space for like 183 flowers or something, which are all, all correlate to different items that can affect uh, your play style and, and any run. In addition to this beastie thing that is in your station that you sacrifice something to them with various keys you find during runs that'll unlock additional things that can show up in runs. And while you're going on your various runs up this tower or whatever it is, you'll come across memories that you can interact with and unlock new characters who will populate either your little train station, your home, your hub, that will provide you with additional resources, some stat boosts or new systems like a combo system that allows you to gain more souls or or energy during your runs which you use for healing yourself because one of the things that maybe this is supposed to make you feel or or, or have a gameplay element that hits upon the emotional stuff they they talked about or, or, or referenced which is that when you're going through your runs you'll come across statues that you can sacrifice some of your heart for bonuses or perks or what have you. In some cases, you'll have to sacrifice not just your heart, but your your max health for a run. And throughout your your run, so many so many times I say run during this for this game, but uh, during them. You will be gaining energy every time you kill an enemy and pick up a little or they drop, which allows you to heal back up. Uh, you have you have two slots that you can build up energy for. One slot increases your health by half uh, or refills a heart by half. And if you are full health, then you can start increasing your max health by doing the same system, by using the same system. But it takes three charges, I believe, to form a completely new heart the problem with the game though is that it is just pretty damn boring all of the various unlocks I found during my time with it did not enhance or change up the gameplay in any significant way that made it more enjoyable you'll also as you're playing more and you unlock new characters and new spaces you get access to new weapons And it feels like I can't, as much as I'm saying everything I'm saying, it's a very slow drip of unlocks and new spaces and and new systems that it feels almost like it will take six plus hours for everything to open up. And it would be until then for me to really know if this game has an enjoyable game within it but at the same time is that fair should you have to spend that much time to find out if the game gets good i don't think that's fair so in the time i did spend with it and what i did unlock etc i you know i got some new weapons i tried a machine gun which is a lot faster firing but a bit more erratic and does less damage it's just a very, very boring twin-stick shooter, thanks in large part to its structure, which is level-based. You're going up floor by floor by floor, and that uh, the floors are mostly just broken down to entering them, where upon entering them, on average, four to ten enemies will spawn in you kill them all go back out through the door new floor case closed and 
the the segmented parts of your run. They typically are uh, about 10 floors or so, ending with the boss fight. Then you have a little intermission in, in the 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 back of the train station or a different train stop where you get a little bit more story. Maybe you can talk to a character, have the, the chance to upgrade some of your weapons or abilities, etc. And because of the the way it's structured being floor-based and in many cases there will be times where only a handful of enemies spawn in and they are really, really simple basic enemies that provide no challenge, it can get really, really tiring and the pacing can take a, a significant hit because of this. What makes it even worse though, and I really hate this about the game, I wish it was different, there is no randomization in boss order so you will always be fighting the same boss in the first area and the same boss in the second area and bosses are the ones i've fought at least are not fun to fight they don't have super creative attack patterns they aren't visually interesting or particularly inspired and all they amount to is being incredibly bullet spongy and requiring a lot of time to kill so they're ultimately just an incredibly tedious fight that having to fight them every single time you're you're doing like the, the number of times I had a the fucking first boss, which is this multiple TV screen type of thing, is so boring. And it takes so fucking long to kill. And I don't want to do it. I want to see more of the fucking bosses in this game. And not that one every single time I reach the end of the first area. It may seem like a small thing, but I think if they just did that, where however many bosses are in the game, if they just randomized that, so you would, you never knew who you were going to see at the end of an area, that may have been enough to at least entice me or get me kind of interested in wanting to go through multiple runs. But knowing that, Every run was going to feel pretty samey in large part because of that. It made it way less interesting to do run after run after run. But that is Revita. Yeah, next box. Then uh, after image is a Metroidvania that is it's okay. I, I don't have a lot to say about it because visually it's fine. It's very fine in many, many, many ways. The one thing that bugged the shit out of me, it has an anime uh, anime, anime, an anime aesthetic where the animation, whether a performance thing, but I, I, I think more of an artistic choice your, your animation in particular is a, a little bit framey, choppy it seems like you're, you're, a few frames are missing. It gives it a, a bit of a, a lack of... You, there's a little bit of a lack of fluidity, which looks more of a style, like a stylistic thing than anything else. But it works like a traditional Metrovania thrown in this world where you're, it opens with a lot of story mumbo-jumbo through whispers about God this and God that that did not seem that it did not do a great job of lashing on to me with its story I think you're just trying to cleanse the world and whatnot. but nothing about it particularly stands out visually it, it looks fine but it didn't I, I really didn't like the enemy designs what I hate about the game, though, and it feels it feels pretty okay. The the thing where 
I am most optimistic about the game is in the gameplay because one of the abilities I unlocked was something a, a skill with whip specifically where if I did a down to to left or right depending on my orientation depending on where I was facing so a a a corner what do you a little a, what do you call you know like a, a fucking freeze from sub zero or a haruken from Ryu and Ken I would do a, a special type of an attack with my whip so that they have this type of fighting game mechanic uh, system in the gameplay that spices up the gameplay that that adds more depth to it that gives you more options and a lot of things that are based on various weapons depending on what you have equipped because you're able to equip two weapons your main weapon and your sub weapon so that adds a bit of variety to the gameplay the issue with that though is that the enemies I fought are all pretty stupid they're all pretty easy to cheese it's another game where you you have a dash that you can use as free as you want so it's very easy to just attack attack dash back attack dash back and so on certain enemies that just attack above your head if you're crouched so you just duck and you just beat the shit out of their shins there, there isn't a lot of challenge in, in the enemies I fought so far even with bosses uh, and, and stuff like that but what really drove me nuts and this is something that may sound super fucking great for some people I think because they have when you're leveling up these skills that you can upgrade multiple times they there may have been one that said you you can't do this one to level one fit you are leveling up so fucking often it's mind-numbing because you are just leveling up left and right and that is constantly sending you back into the menu to go to your talent tree which is just ginormous and a little bit cumbersome to navigate with a controller with a gamepad and finding something that you want to pick because eventually it starts expanding into more detailed things like the the whip thing and, and stuff that is more it's, it's more than just, hey, this is a boost to your attack power or increase your health points. No, this is an ability that is specific for this type of weapon. So do you use that weapon? And is this something that you want this particular ability that's going to require this particular input and so on and so forth? And it's just this, you end up spending so much time in the menus because you're constantly leveling up. I found that really annoying. As much as I love leveling and I have complained about games in the past that have systems that take too long this was too fucking often i hope it slows down but it was not showing any signs of slowing down in the the time i put in the game it was driving me fucking crazy but exploring the world was not super exciting it, it was less there are clearly areas that will be accessible when i get a, a, some kind of ability whether it's a double jump or something of that nature but in what I played so far, the exploration of the world is way more souls-like in that you will see a barrier, and on the other side of the barrier, it will it will clearly look weak. So you'll explore and explore and explore, and you'll eventually get to that other side and be able to destroy that obstruction, creating a new shortcut, which is fine. You have your very save points. I didn't I didn't see any kind of fast... I don't think there's a fast travel system outside of an item you get that allows you to go back to something, I believe. But it was... it was, It's just fine. It was okay. With too much leveling. And a story that did not do a whole lot for me. And enemy designs that I found very meh. And then the last game is another roguelite. Space Gladiators, which is the one that I might stick with the most, even though it, it the 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 benefit of Space Gladiators is it's very easy to just start another run. The aesthetic is super cartoony, and there's a garage bandy nature to the whole game. Visually, it's very reminiscent of the 
simple but gross stylings of what's his name Edwin McMillan or is that the guy who did that one song but the the, the artist behind Super Meat Boy and The Binding of Isaac it has a very that type of look to it very simplistic large outlines for all the characters and you just go around your basic maneuvers are double jump regular jump as well it's the rise uh, wall jumping but the, the kind of wall jump not not wall back and forth wall jumping but just the ability to if you're jumping against a wall you can just fucking go all the way up but super fucking easy uh, and a dash in addition to your attack and a handful of abilities that you can switch out with pickups that'll do something weird in the game that might that might allow you to sacrifice the corpse that you have a little dagger that uses three of your energy and you fucking shove it into a corpse gives you a 15% shot of finding an item so it can get a little funky and, and silly with its abilities and stuff like that the way it's structured is room based so you start off and then you'll you have to defeat all the enemies in a room then all the uh, pathways open up and you'll be able to tell what the rooms are uh, do they have uh, is it a treasure room is it an arena which is where you fight a certain number of enemies based on your choice of three different chests that will give you their uh, a specific ability and they they tell you okay well this is going to have traps in it and you're going to fight against 12 enemies or this has eight enemies no traps but of course the more difficult it is the better your reward uh, boss rooms, easy rooms, medium rooms, so on and so forth. My main issue with the game, though, is that gameplay-wise, it's fine. There's not a huge amount of depth to the combat, but it feels all right. It's pretty responsive, which is good. I love that there's a double jump. I'm always a huge fan of double jumping. My main issue with the game is enemies, the, a, a good chunk of them, do not do damage to you if you run into them. So there isn't any kind of hit damage or whatever when you intersect enemies. Unless they have a red glow outline. And that is with enemies who don't attack you in specific ways whether it be via projectiles or swipes or charging at you or not charging. But if they don't attack you in certain ways, then they traditionally will just either, one, make fucking waves across the entire environment. They will just go fucking running back and forth and will always be a red glow. Or they might fly around or walk around and will jump at you or dive at you, and then they will glow red. I don't like those enemies because they 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 play around with my expectations, or it makes it more just the the fact that a many with many enemies, I don't have to be concerned about running into them. So I don't have to be as careful when attacking them. I can I can be I can go in for attack, not. Be concerned about okay i need to make sure that i'm jumping at this point or, or doing this so that i am close enough to attack them but not close enough to hit them so that i won't take damage from that i don't have to worry about that except with the enemies i do and it just becomes a bit of a mess because then you'll have those enemies that you can't enter uh, you can't interact with physically right up on enemies you can and then you're, you're stuck not being able to get up on the ones you th I just wish those enemies didn't exist. Just make them attack in fucking other normal ways. So that I am free knowing that I can, inter uh, I can intersect with any enemy. This is a very specific thing. May not be an issue for most people. It bugged me. But it is the game that I can see myself. And I will be playing some more of because... It's, it's easy to jump back into runs. The way it works is that 
depending on how many coins you collect during a run, that'll be translated to XP for leveling up the various characters. There are eight in total uh, that you unlock. Uh, you have one to start off that's just basically enemy. Then your second one has vampirism, so they'll gain health by attacking enemies and so on and so forth. You know, you, you just get your traditional unlocks through playing the game, not by finding things per se, but just play the game. Increase the the starting traits of various characters through playing as them. It's 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 a, it's it's enjoyable. It's it's enjoyable enough. It's silly. It's pleasant enough. I just wish those stupid glowing enemies did not exist. Bosses were. How were the boss? I don't even really remember the bosses. It's all right. It's just <laughs> the funny thing is looking at all these games and everything, or not even. I mean, because Ravenlock isn't that, but. Man, what was it? Rogue Legacy that really, I, I that's the first that comes to mind as the game that really started us down this fucking roguelike path. And I love Rogue Legacy, and I, I like a lot of rogues, but my god, there are just so many. There's so many that it's 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 hard to stand out. There's just there's so many. There's so many. Anywho, that's enough of that. This has been a long episode, I'm pretty sure. So that will do for this episode of the Pixel Ladies Austin Show. Once again, I am Marcus. And as y'all can find me, uh pretty much every I was almost gonna say on the but you know, I mean I'm on there, but I what, what are we gonna do there? I don't play for a pay for a blue check mark. Get the fuck out of here. I'm PX Sausage, though. I'm at PX Sausage pretty much everywhere. Or I'm pretty much everywhere at PX Sausage. I usually, that's the order I usually do it in, right? So, yeah, again, again, uh, hi, hi, hi. Marcus Ness here. Pretty much everywhere at PX Sausage. If you'd like to find all my links of import, the site, the YouTube, the Patreon, my art, etc., you can do all that, or you can find all of them over at PXSausage.com. That is, again, PXSausage.com. If you, if you really want to get in on the, the hot new trend, for me, you can join, specifically go to the patreon.com slash PXS, get some nice exclusives. Going to be recording another Q&A this Saturday. Don't you want to be a part of that? Probably not. But I mean, you can, I'll fucking answer anything. And then some, you maybe we'll do some random Streams of tear making that'll be full of actual tears, not of kingdoms. All right, that's enough of that. Jesus Christ. But, uh, yeah, that's pretty much the NLBL. So, uh, of course, and as always, thank you for watching or listening. I Hope you enjoyed this here episode, and I hope you have both a wonderful rest of your day and a lovely week and so forth. Now, adios, uh, arrivederci, bye!